Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, I'm Lynn Norris. Here's your daily tip from the experts at Real Simple. All the ways your commute costs you, and not just financially, by Mia Taylor. Though scores of Americans are no longer commuting in the wake of COVID-19, that reality will not last forever. Even though some companies have announced that remote work will be permanent, many others have already called upon employees to return to the office or have made it clear that they will be doing so in 2022, meaning that eventually you will be commuting again. Sigh. For those who may have forgotten, aka blocked it out of your mind, there are both financial and health costs associated with commuting that you'll want to be prepared for and perhaps devise a plan to counteract. The Rideshare Company, a nonprofit organization focused not only on making it easier for people to get to and from work, but also on saving them money, has helpfully developed a commute cost calculator. As the organization notes, most commuters underestimate what they're really spending on driving alone to work each day. The cost of driving alone to work is an expensive game, says Nancy Fitzgerald, CEO of the Rideshare Company. Most people don't realize all of the costs that go into their stressful commute. Their stress would level up if they did. Gas is the main item people think of when trying to determine their commute costs. That's only the tip of the pre-climate change iceberg. In addition to the considerations like parking, tolls, and vehicle mileage, there are also some hidden costs associated with your commute, says Fitzgerald. These include vehicle insurance, explains Fitzgerald. Most insurance companies will discount your rate if you're not using your vehicle for commuting. There are also costs associated with vehicle damage and wear and tear in the form of all those extra dings and dents your vehicle might get from parking in a parking lot at work. The money you're spending is merely one of the ways your commute costs you. Keck Medicine of USC outlined a variety of health costs that commuters face. These include increased stress and poorer cardiovascular health due to greater pollution exposure. In addition, those who spend a significant amount of time commuting, perhaps greater than an hour, are likely to have far less time to exercise. Experts at Keck say that can have serious implications, as more significant commutes are associated with being less physically active and less physically fit. One recent study found that individuals with a 30-mile round-trip commute had an increased tendency to be obese with an unhealthy waist measurement, says Dr. Helga Van Herl, a cardiologist at Keck Medicine of USC. Increased waist measurement in both men and women can be associated with an increased risk of developing diabetes mellitus, heart disease, and stroke. In this study, even a round-trip commute of 20 miles was associated with higher blood pressure, which is a risk factor for heart disease and stroke. So what to do about all the negative health impacts associated with that grueling drive? When it comes to heart health challenges, Van Hurl suggests it's a good idea to try and control other aspects of your life that can help decrease your risk of heart disease. This effort might include implementing a heart-healthy diet, think fresh fruits and vegetables, as well as lowering sodium, trans fat, and saturated fat intake. Yet another suggestion from Van Hurl, 
be sure to get at least 150 to 300 minutes of moderate intensity or 75 to 150 minutes of vigorous intensity aerobic activity each week. Ride-sharing is another way to address some of the health impacts, says Fitzgerald, of ride-share. Studies have shown that ride-sharing by public transit, van pooling, or carpooling can reduce stress, Fitzgerald explains. It has also been shown that taking public transit adds health benefits. Walking to and from the station regularly helps to lose weight and lower blood pressure. Employers have also noted that employees who rideshare generally take fewer sick days and arrive at work in a better frame of mind and ready to tackle the day, adds Fitzgerald. In addition to actively addressing the health challenges associated with commuting, you can also tackle some of the financial costs. For instance, opting to rideshare instead of driving solo is often much easier on your wallet. And if your company offers the Commuter Choice Pre-Tax Benefit Program, you can also receive up to $270 a month in pre-tax deductions for commuting costs. Thanks for listening. Check back tomorrow or go to realsimple.com for the latest. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.